Welcome to the latest addition to the Compliance Podcast Network, the podcast 10 for 10, which brings you the week's top 10 compliance stories curated together in one podcast each week. Tom Fox, the voice of compliance, brings you the compliance professional stories you need to be aware of at the end of your busy week. Sit back and in 10 minutes, hear about the stories every compliance professional should be aware of. Every Saturday, 10 for 10 highlights the most important news, insights, and analysis for the compliance professional, all curated by the voice of compliance, Tom Fox. Get your weekly filling of compliance stories with 10 for 10. Hosted by Tom Fox. 10 for 10 is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Stories from the week ending September 30, 2023. We begin with the long-awaited trial of the Cognizant Technologies executives. Stephen Schwartz, former chief legal officer and president Gordon Coburn. This case has been very high profile as it's one of the very, very few cases under the FCPA where executives are have been criminally prosecuted. There was a huge discovery uh, battle, which I have detailed in other podcasts, as well as a claim by the defendants that the government was running the company's internal investigation, which was rejected by the court. Now the court has delayed the trial. It was originally scheduled to begin on October 3rd. However, a key prosecution witness uh, is not able to travel from India to the United States to give testimony due to the fact that the Indian government has seized his passport. The court has ordered the parties to reconvene in 10 days to report the status, but no new trial date has been set. Uh, Perhaps one of the biggest stories of the week is the Robert Menendez, uh, senator from New Jersey, being indicted on federal uh, corruption charges, uh, alleging passing messages to Egyptian uh, military intelligence leaders and others for cash payment and gold, bars of gold bullion, in addition to uh favoring legislation for those who've alleged to have bribed him. His response has been very combative. He has indicated he will not uh, step down, and he has pled not guilty to all charges. Uh, Next up, uh, the first of a couple of articles from the Financial Times that the German uh, Chancellor, Olaf Scholz, has waded into the Poland cash for visa scandal, demanding an investigation into allegations that Poland turned a blind eye to officials operating the scheme. And he threatened to restore border controls to stop the flow of undocumented migrants from Poland into Germany. Uh, this is a part of a what's called the waving through scandal where Poland simply waves refugees through its country into Germany. Our second story from the FT is about Lena Kahn, the head of the Federal Trade Commission, which has brought its first antitrust suit under uh, her administration. 
charging serial acquisitions by private equity firms as a multi-year anti-competitive scheme targeting specifically anesthesiologist practices. The defendants are Welsh Carson, a New York-based buyout group, and U.S. Anesthesia Partners, a business it created in 2012 that acquired more than 20 anesthesiologist practices in Texas. The FTC said they carried up uh, that the company carried out a roll-up scheme systematically buying nearly every large anesthesia practice to create a dominant provider with power to demand higher prices. And in the first of two stories from the Wall Street Journal, the Risk and Compliance Journal, David Smagala reports that the UK financial regulator, the Financial Conduct Authority, has proposed actions aimed at increasing diversity and inclusion, including measures aimed at combating bullying and sexual harassment in the workplace. Unfortunately, these um, are still ubiquitous in key industries that uh, the FCA regulates, and uh, now regulators want to stop these practices. So to foster healthy work work cultures and a safe environment for anyone to speak up about concerns, claims, or even illegal activity in the workplace in the United Kingdom. Our next is the second of two stories, which comes to us from the Wall Street Journal, Risk and Compliance Journal, this time Richard Vandeford reporting that the um, U.S. government, the Treasury Department, Commerce, Labor, Department of Homeland Security, Office of U.S. Trade Representative have joined the State Department in publishing advisory that due diligence and professional services companies should weigh risks of operating in China. They said in an advisory that highlights the continuing rift between the two countries as we move from competition to potential conflict. Firms in China have faced heightened scrutiny and been subject to raids, actions that contradict the message that China remains open for business. Uh, I was incorrect a little bit earlier. We have two more stories from the Financial Times in this week's episode. The first is Indonesia has vowed to sue the United Kingdom over the Airbus corruption settlement. Indonesia is unhappy it was shut out of the British share of the $3.6 billion settlement after helping the Syria's fraud office with its investigation. The um, part of the claim included kickbacks to executives at Indonesia's state-owned airline Garuda, and Jakarta has long complained that it was shut out of the settlement despite its help help to the serious fraud office. So yet one more headache for the new head of the SFO. Our next story from the FT says, uh, tells us that McKinsey has paid yet another $230 million to set, uh, settle opioid cases that uh, McKinsey helped turbocharge opioid sales in the first two decades of this century. That brings its total payout to more than 870 million dollars. This settlement was with Native American tribes. Finally, our last two articles come from Reuters. The first one reports that the former deputy head of the central bank in China has been charged with corruption in the continuing uh, crackdown by uh, the current government. 
the governor, governor is the highest-ranking official at the People's Bank of China to be prosecuted under the anti-corruption drive to weed out corrupt officials in the financial sector. It said that he abused his position in um, giving, receiving large amounts of monies for bribes uh, for sending monies to certain borrowers. And finally, uh, also from Reuters, comes a story about SBF. Yes, Sam Bankman-Fried continues to be in the news. And this one is not a very good newsworthy story for him because the judge hearing his case has indicated that he may be facing a, quote, very long sentence, end quote, uh, if convicted at his fraud trial starting uh, next week. The judge comments came just before he denied SBF's request to be released from jail temporarily during the trial to help out his lawyers mount his defense. The court found that he's a flight risk and that the court said, quote, your client in the event of conviction could be looking at a very long sentence. If things began to look bleak, maybe the time would come when he would seek to flee. Much for listening to this episode of 10 for 10. As I mentioned in prior episode, this is the one request I've received most often from podcast listeners of the Daily Compliance News to put together a summary at week's end so that every compliance professional can catch up on the news quite quickly. So I hope you will subscribe, rate, and review to this new podcast edition to the Compliance Podcast Network family, 10 for 10. If you've got an idea for a podcast, I'd love to hear from you. I start many shows based upon ideas from listeners. So give me a shout. You can reach me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. 10 for 10 is a proud member of the Compliance Podcast Network.